so the pra- practice of metta meditation or the uh, development of loving kindness is uh, one of the 40 meditation objects that one can use to develop uh, concentration. Uh, another one is uh, butto, the one that's uh, regularly, regularly used, the contemplation or the recollection of the Buddha. So one can use uh, the four divine abidings, which we call the Brahma Viharas, uh, on contemplating on or developing loving kindness, compassion, uh, sympathetic joy, and equanimity. And so one should develop these if uh, there are sort of negative uh, mind states entering the, uh, quite often. Uh, but the practice of developing mindfulness on the in and out breath, we call anapanasati, uh, this is something that all people of all characters can, can develop. This practice of metta or loving kindness is something that we can develop each day. And so when you wake up, from the moment that you wake up, you can recollect that today uh, is, is uncertain. Uh, even today, uh, you, uh, you may, you know, your life may end. Uh, so one should develop this uh, practice of, of metta or uh, these divine abidings. Uh, one should think to themselves that uh, today I'm not going to have anger to, to anyone. Uh, I'll have uh, loving kindness for all beings. I'll practice having uh, good morality and I'll uh, develop mindfulness uh, as much as I can today. And so one, one practices uh, metta or loving kindness in this way. This is like uh, the development of uh, metta sati, like having mindfulness over uh, by developing a metta. And so this is a, a meditation object for us. And by uh, practicing in this way, then the mind uh, can gain peace and can uh, combat all the negative moods that enter the mind regularly. Our, our Buddha, the, the Lord Buddha, uh, he developed metta or loving kindness uh, as a spiritual uh, perfection. Uh, he used it in his uh, meditation. And uh, the one who develops uh, metta will have many benefits. Uh, they'll have a, a very peaceful and serene face. Uh, when they go to sleep, they'll sleep very uh, peacefully. Uh, they'll be, they, they won't uh, be harmed or have any dangers. Uh, no weapons can, can harm them. Uh, this is because they always have this uh, metta uh, within their hearts. And uh, so the Buddha, as uh, a bodhisattva, before he became the Buddha, he developed uh, metta as a, a spiritual perfection. And so he'd have uh, this metta for all beings. And this, uh, he developed this to, to the highest uh, perfection. And so even when uh, there was a time when he was pierced by an arrow, uh, he would still have uh, no anger to that uh, person who, who shot him with the arrow. And uh, but through this uh, kindness, he would uh, pass through all obstacles and dangers. And so the practice of generosity is also uh, a development of metta, loving kindness. Uh, this, this feeling 
of wanting to help the, the poor, uh, those who are in need of help. Uh, this is a development of metta as well. So there's the, the feeling inside that you want to help uh, others, but there's also the, uh, the giving of, of material objects to help them. So uh, the, the benefit of this is that the, the receiver of these objects and these uh, good feelings uh, will gain, gain happiness. And uh, so, so this, this uh, generosity uh, coupled with these uh, good feelings of loving-kindness is something that's very important to develop. And so the opposite of uh, uh, metta or loving-kindness is, is this uh, stinginess and, and uh, thinking uh, only of oneself. And so there's a story uh, recently that there was this person uh, who was uh, quite rich uh, they were the owner of a uh, orchid farm, uh, the owner of a, a mango fruit orchid farm, and uh, they were very picky about who would come and uh, collect all these these mangoes. And so this always was a big problem for them. They'd uh, be be very very picky in this, and in the end, uh, uh, we could we can see their their karma through their actions. There was a time when they, they went to, to pick up uh, these mangoes off the tree themselves because they wouldn't trust uh, the, the workers to do it. And so this, this person went to, to pick up uh, these fruits at, at night. And so, and so this, this woman went to collect it herself and uh, she ended up falling because uh, she wasn't very skilled at, at, at climbing and picking these, these uh, fruits. Uh, and she ended up dying from, from this fall. And uh, usually when someone dies in, in Thailand, they'll, uh, the families will invite uh, monks to come and chant uh, the Abhidhamma uh, chanting, funeral chanting uh, for them. And so when the monks came at night, uh, they... Uh, were greeted by only a very few uh, people. There was only a very, very uh, close family members, but no one else came to this, this funeral. Uh, and this was because this, this person had never developed uh, metta in their life. And so uh, when someone who develops metta in their life, then they'll be loved by many people, and many people will come and uh, pay them respects. But uh, on her funeral, there was uh, no one who came. So this quality of metta is something that looks after the world. Uh, when one has metta, then uh, one's sila or morality is also uh, very, very good at a very high level. Uh, this is because if one has metta for others uh, and oneself, then one won't uh, steal or take uh, what doesn't belong to them. Uh, they won't want to kill or harm uh, other living beings. Uh, they won't lie uh, or say false speech to others because they believe in, in truth. Uh, and they also won't harm themselves uh, by taking intoxicants. Uh, and so these uh, four divine abidings, uh, including metta, then this when one develops this, then one uh, is able to maintain a very strong uh, foundation in morality. And 
this uh, foundation in morality leads one to develop concentration and, and uh, eventually wisdom and to seeing the Dhamma. Uh, so the beginning of developing metta, one, one must develop metta uh, or love for themselves. Uh, one first uh, can use the meditation mantra, Ahang Sukito Homi, or uh, this translates to may I be, be well and happy. And so one can use this uh, as a meditation mantra, may I be well, may I be happy, uh, and repeat this over and over again uh, as a development of uh, concentration. Uh, this, uh, after this, and they, they have developed these uh, feelings of loving kindness to, to other humans, to other animals uh, around them. Uh, and you know, then uh, also have this feeling of uh, metta for those who are in need, for those who are suffering, uh, have this genuine wish that you, you, know, you want to help them. Uh, but also if people are doing very well, they're very happy, well, you also have this uh, a good feeling for all the happiness. So w- when developing metta, one should uh, develop it to themselves first. You know, may I be well, may I be happy. Use this as a meditation uh, mantra. Uh, and when, when one uh, has these good feelings for oneself, then they can start uh, developing metta to, to their loved ones uh, and then when after this, then they can develop this to uh, those uh, who are neutral, who they have uh, neutral feelings towards. Uh, and one shouldn't develop uh, metta, or one shouldn't start developing metta to those that one has uh, negative feelings or a lot of anger towards. Uh, one should only uh, develop this once their metta is very, very strong. And so this should be last. And so... You, one has to properly uh, develop uh, metta. So when when I was uh, first ordained in 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 Wat Nong Pong, uh, in the northeast of Thailand, uh, there was many many monks in in the monastery at that time, uh, and there'd be you know even some that I didn't particularly like. Uh, there was one person in particular that uh, that I you know. If I, if I saw them or if I saw their face, I, I'd get a lot of anger. Uh, so I'd go to my, my kuti or my dwelling and I'd develop uh, loving-kindness uh, meditation for this person. And so I would develop it to the point where these feelings of anger would, would disappear uh, and, I, and the mind would be very cool and peaceful. Uh, but then I'd come out of my kuti and I'd, I'd see this person again just by seeing his face. Uh, then uh, these feelings of, of, of anger or dislike started to enter again. And so then I had to go back and uh, you know, develop uh, loving-kindness loving again. Uh, you know, this, these feelings of dislike uh, for other people, it's just uh, that people are, are very different. Uh, you know, we tend to like the people that are similar to us and, and dislike the people who, who are, are different from us. And so if there are people that we, we dislike, then uh, one should have a lot of uh, patience, uh, bear with these negative feelings, uh, and this uh, bearing uh, with, with it is uh, the development of uh, uh, mora- morality as a, as a perfection. 
uh, we're not harming others in terms of our, our body, our speech, and our actions. Sorry, body, speech, and, and thoughts. And so, uh, you know, the more we develop this uh, metta, the more the mind is able to feel cool and peaceful, and eventually uh, you'll be able to, to forgive these people, to understand uh, them and to be able to let these negative feelings go. Uh, and you know, one just practices like this until one uh, can truly uh, let, let go and truly uh, have this, this Dhamma arise within them. And so the Venerable Ajahn Chah, he, the level of his metta was extremely high. And so for this reason, uh, the monks and the lay people, uh, they all loved uh, Ajahn Chah. Uh, but, you know, there were still times that he'd uh, convey these outwardly uh, expressions of, of extreme anger. And so there's once that uh, the monks uh, had, were drinking uh, this, this coffee that the lay people had offered and uh, they, they were drinking from these flasks and uh, after they finished, uh, they didn't put the the flasks away uh, properly, like monks should. And so uh, Ajahn Chah came uh, to the front of the, the eating hall and he saw this, this mess that the monks had left and so he picked up his cane and uh, smashed this flask and this flask went tumbling all the way to, to, to the other end. It made a very, very loud noise. And so it looked like at that time that uh, Ajahn Chah had... Uh, was very, very angry. And, uh, you know, upon seeing this, the monks were deadly silent. Uh, and after this, Ajahn Chah strolled into the, the eating hall, sat down, and uh, talked to the lay people just as normal as someone who was, uh, was not angry at all. Uh, this, was, this is someone whose uh, mind is, is very developed you know, they're able to separate uh, feelings of anger and, and the mind. Uh, they're not together or they're not as one. And so in this way, Ajahn Chah was uh, using uh, this to teach uh, the monks. And uh, I think at that time, uh, none of the monks there would have uh, eaten anything uh, delicious. I'm sure they would, they would have lost all their, their taste for the, for the food because they were so scared of, of Ajahn Chah. So at, at uh, Nongpa Pong, at Wat Nongpa Pong, uh, back in those days, there was this, uh, there was this deer uh, and uh, Ajahn Chah named it uh, Mick and so he'd, he'd keep calling this, this deer, Mick, Mick, uh, and then would, would feed it uh, some sticky rice. Uh, and so the, the lay people, they always want to see this deer that uh, the Ajahn Chah had so much uh, kindness for. Uh, but there was uh, one night when a, a monk had a, a vision uh, that they saw a body of a woman and the, the head of a, of a deer. Uh, and, it, uh, it, uh, and they saw the, the, this this half woman, half, half uh, deer had, had died and later that and then in the morning they found the, the mick, the deer had, had, had died uh, it had eaten uh, some of the monk's cloth 
And uh, later on, when they inspected the, the deer's stomach, they found this, this cloth. And so, uh, all, you know, all of you should, should practice to develop uh, metta or loving kindness as, as much uh, as you can. Uh, by developing this, this metta, then one's mind can get concentrated and peaceful. Uh, one can uh, start to contemplate and see the body as uh, not a self, uh, not a being, not, not, not ours. Uh, and in this way, then, they're able to, to see the Dhamma and to become a Sotapanna or to attain to Sotapanna. And so basically the practice of uh, developing metta to, to each direction, uh, to the six directions, uh, is just the development of, of metta uh, having no, no boundaries. Uh, and so Ajahn Chah, he would teach his monks as well to develop metta uh, especially if they went on, on Tudong or wandering in the forest. Uh, you know, they should have uh, metta to all, all beings, all animals, uh, and uh, to develop some other, uh, uh, sorry, to chant some other verses regularly. And this was in order to, to keep them safe and uh, protected from all the dangerous animals that were, were in the forest. Uh, but sometimes, uh, you know, in order to develop metta, we have to actively uh, think of it and actively develop it. You know, but sometimes metta, you're, you're, not, you're, not, uh, you're not quick enough to, to develop it. Uh, you know, there was once when I was uh, on Tudong in the forest and uh, uh, suddenly a, a, a cobra just appeared, uh, a, a black cobra. And uh, there wasn't enough time to develop uh, metta. The, the mind straight away came uh, into samadhi uh, and it, it would just stay there uh, in this state of samadhi. And, uh, you know, the, the cobra didn't want to back off and, and uh, you know, I, I was still. And so this was uh, a type of metta, uh, sort of internal metta uh, within the mind uh, already. Uh, the, the mind's base was already in, in, in uh, this, this feeling of, of metta. And so for 15 minutes, uh, no, the, the snake didn't want to back off and, and, you know, I wouldn't move. And so after this, uh, this period of time finished and the snake slowly uh, uh, backed off and, and disappeared. Uh, there was even once when I was on, uh, going, leading a group on, on Tudong in the forest. Uh, we were uh, driving uh, to our, our, our spot uh, where we would practice meditation and uh, it was then that a group of about 10 elephants, uh, wild elephants, came and surrounded uh, our, our cars that we were in. And uh, these were very, very dangerous uh, elephants. And uh, you could tell that they were uh, quite angry. And you could tell this by their ears. Uh, their ears were, were straight out, uh, very, very stiff. And uh, you, you know that uh, this is when you're in danger. Uh, you know, and so this is when I developed uh, metta or, or kindness for, for all these the elephants and after, after a, a while uh, they, they could receive this metta and, and slowly they started to flap their ears and so you could tell that the, the danger had, had passed and so after that they, they went away and, there was, and our group was able to avoid this danger. And so yeah, if any of you, you know, have feelings of anger then, then uh, you know, please develop this, this metta or loving kindness for, uh, for yourself and others.
And does anyone have any, any questions? We'll follow by questions. Uh, in the city, how many different types of uh, uh, types of meditation can we do in a single sitting? Uh, so when one starts to meditate or sit meditation, uh, then start by developing metta uh, for oneself and others. Uh, if this has a very calming and peaceful effect on the mind, then one can just continue to develop these feelings. They don't need to change their meditation object. Uh, you know, but uh, after this initial meditation, then they can start to develop uh, you know the mindfulness of breathing as as usual. Uh, you know, there's also other meditation objects they can develop. Uh, they can develop the contemplation of of death as well when they're they're meditating. Mm. So so basically, one should shouldn't uh, focus on on too many in 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 the one sit. Uh, if they have focus on uh, developing mindfulness on the breathing, then uh, they can use the meditation object or meditation mantra of Bhutto, which is a recollection of the Buddha, uh, along with the in and out breath. Uh, uh, and basically, one should uh, stick with whichever meditation object uh, is able to, to lead the mind to peace. Uh, this is the one that they should just uh, stay with. If during sitting meditation one experiences sleepiness and dullness, should one fight it or get up to do walking meditation. Uh, so if during sitting meditation you have a lot of sleepiness, uh, then one should try to use the thinking mind to contemplate on different objects in order to use this uh, faculty of thinking uh, in order to overcome this, this sleepiness. Uh, one can also try to uh, chant internally uh, as a way to, to wake up the mind. Uh, and this is uh, all for the uh, com, com, uh, to, to overcome these these feelings of sleepiness. Uh, but if you know maybe after three three times you you, you try but you're still very sleepy, uh, then you can get up and do some walking meditation. Uh, you know one tries to walk uh, maybe 20 25 paces, and then uh, if if they're still uh, tired walking back and forth, then uh, one can even try to walk uh, backwards. Uh, but also sometimes uh, this, these feelings of, of tiredness in meditation uh, come about because we haven't had enough rest. Uh, and so you know, sometimes you can overcome even these feelings of tiredness. Uh, for instance, uh, you know, when I was in Nongpapong, what Nongpapong, uh, I, you know, we'd often uh, go without sleep for one whole night. And so there was a time when it was about seven o'clock in the morning and we'd uh, gone through this practice of, of not sleeping the whole night. Uh, and so I'd go to the, uh, the nearby well. I'd put a plank of wood uh, you know, uh, on top of this well and I'd sit meditation there in order to overcome uh, this, this sleepiness. Uh, and when one sits in a very high and dangerous place that if they fall, then they, they can die. 
then uh, this may be enough to, to wake the mind and overcome this sleepiness. Uh, and, and this is what uh, I was able to do. But of course, if uh, the mind isn't able to overcome it, then one shouldn't uh, practice uh, in this way because it's very dangerous, uh, because you could really die. Uh, and there was, there was once when I was trying to, again, overcome these feelings of tiredness, and I'd go to the top of the bell tower uh, in, in Wadnongpapong, and I'd, I'd sit on the edge, and if I fell, I would die. Uh, but at that time, the mind wasn't scared of, of dying. It was just too tired. And so then I had to have enough uh, mindfulness to, to stop uh, this because it just wouldn't have any results. Uh, and so the, the Kubajans, they also uh, recommend that if you want to fight feelings of tiredness, you can you know, try to, to have a shower or uh, to even like jump into you know, a lake or, or some sort of dam in order to wake up the mind. And this is often enough to, to overcome these feelings of tiredness or to uh, even uh, think of some, some very bright object uh, and this is often enough to wake up the mind. So, so some actions uh, have intention and, and others uh, don't have intention. Uh, and so some actions that, that come from wanting to, to hurt others or to scold them, uh, you know, these, these have intention and lead to, to karma or to results. Uh, an example is that there was once a, a monk and he had... Uh, intentionally killed a, a small insect on his uh, robe. Uh, and in the next uh, life, uh, this insect was born as a, a hunter and the, the monk was born again as a monk. Uh, and in this lifetime, uh, they, they met on a, I think it was a road, and the, the, the hunter was only trying to scare the monk. He had like a spear or some sort of weapon and uh, he, he uh, sort of threw it, uh, but the monk sort of uh, was, was sort of scared of, of this uh, hunter and just uh, ran, uh, sort of hid in the, in the bushes and he ended up uh, getting struck by this, this spear and uh, he ended up dying. And uh, this hunter, he didn't have any intention to kill uh, this, this monk. It just so happened that uh, the result of, of the karmic actions in a past life uh, had resulted in, in the monk experiencing uh, this wound or this death in, in, in that life. What should we do if we get what? Or if you get a headache. Uh, so sometimes when one forces the awareness or mindfulness on, on uh, the breath, then uh, this can lead to a certain, I guess, feelings of, of uh, you know, of getting, getting headaches or, or sort of just basically forcing the, the mind too much on their meditation object. And so when one meditates, one should do so uh, with a feeling of ease. Uh, you know, you can try instead maybe to uh, count the breath in pairs. So when the breath goes in, one, breath goes out, one, two, two, uh, and so on. Uh, do this, but you know, have this feeling of ease and not trying to really force uh, the mind on the breath. Uh, you can also try to, to think 
of the virtues or recollect the virtues of the Buddha. I think of his great you know, compassion, uh, great uh, kindness, great purity, uh, and see if you recollect uh, the qualities of the Buddha in this way, uh, you uh, practice the mindfulness of breathing uh, in a very, uh, you know, doing so uh, in an in a easy uh, way, not trying to force it too much, uh, see, uh, compare the two, two sits and see if uh, you still get headaches or not uh, because often in your meditation you have to get the, the meditation uh, just right, not forcing it too much but also not being too, uh, too uh, lazy or, or slack. When you're you know, standing in the, the MRT, you can uh, use a meditation mantra instead. Uh, you can try to, to chant uh, that mantra, you know, internally chant a mantra, like I said before, Ahang Sukito Homi, may I be well, may I be happy, and you can just repeat this uh, as a way to, to keep mindfulness and to uh, allow the mind to, to be peaceful even in the MRT. And, uh, oh, sorry, or you, know, you can try also uh, the, the recollection of the Buddha as a meditation mantra. Uh, using the, the, you know, the Pali chant that you chanted earlier, itipiso bhagavā arahang sammasambhuto, uh, and just you know, sort of chant this over and over, and this should help the mind to, to be peaceful.